Thanks for listening to another episode of Fair Mauvais Jean. This time we're talking to the founder of Athens-based queer party called Q Reclaim. This is Georgis, whose artist name is also Figot. So listen up.
So basically, I was born and grew up in Athens, in Greece. It's a bit tough, to be honest, like from the European countries, I guess it's one of the most tough countries to be uh, any kind of LGBTQ person. It's really conservative, um, Orthodox Christians uh, are uh, like most of the people there. So yeah, I was growing up in Athens. Uh, I was always, I think, uh, a little bit... I wasn't really a easygoing kid. I was like doing my own thing. I didn't care about shit. I was going out anytime. I was uh, quite a rebel, to be honest, since 14. Yeah, like I can, I started going out. I think the first time was at 14, which was like super early uh, in such a big city. And I mean, it was like I was going out till like two, but still it was a lot for me back then. And and I was always like super interesting in not the mainstream clubs. I think I also have never been in like a big mainstream straight club, let's say. Like, I, I don't think I ever been there, uh, except the one I worked uh, later in my life. But yeah, growing up, I've never been in one of those. So I was always like, uh, had friends that they were like goths, for example, or. Um, listening to dark wave or punk music or they were into anarchy squads so i was always just following them and trying to get inside this uh, culture and learn more about these like uh, ideas and everything uh, so also the nightlife thing was mostly these kind of venues underground uh, bars or clubs that no one really knew about them yeah so it was really really interesting it was also like a really small community a tiny tiny community like you could meet uh, everybody in like a weekend probably because even though it's like a huge city it's uh still the scene is really small basically it's the main party called curie claim that's the big one that i'm doing for three three and a half years now and i tried also another one called this sentence it's a bit weird the title but it was just a, like a, a thing that is not continuous. Like it happens once in a while and, and it's not so big. Also, it's mostly about club kids, uh, how you can uh, dress up and uh, uh, also introduce house music in Athens a bit more because all they know is techno at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah.
what I did, it's uh, created a Facebook event, but private. And I invited, I think, only like 100 people, friends of mine. And I just wrote a text with a few rules based on how I imagine the party, like uh, respect uh, the space, uh, the space, like the personal space of every person at the party. Dress up, uh, you can be naked, have fun, be responsible. You can have sex if you want. Like I was just writing basic stuff quite randomly. And actually, I named the party Queer Reclaim. That's the cue. So basically, we did the party. And we were, we were not really expecting that many people. And suddenly, it was 800 people. Yeah, 800 people came out of nowhere. And I saw all these like, kids and friends and people I've, I've known for years in Athens, in the scene, and in uh, all those parties before, uh, suddenly be dressed up and be high but responsibly high and having fun and having sex be happy and dancing like i was really shocked of what was happening and i was watching that happening in front of me and i was like what is that like i, I didn't expect that and that was a point i realized that there is a really big thirst for this thing and there is a really big need for this thing because people just came out of nowhere to just attend this thing. Like everybody talked about it and it was a massive event actually since the beginning. And it is, I felt also like I'm not, I'm probably tripping or maybe I'm not in Greece or I'm in a travel or something. And I, I, I really was super shocked. I really was super shocked and also shocked about the, like the massiveness of this thing because it was like, yeah, I wasn't expecting that also. And I was like, what if something happens? But also people wasn't like, everybody was like super responsible at the end it's not like everybody went super crazy or wild or we never really had a problem inside the party of uh, dealing with um, bad uh, behaviors or you know people were just like uh, asking like when the party finished everybody was texting me during the next few months when is the next one when is the next one when is the next one everywhere it was like the same discussion like come on why are you not doing the next one of course we didn't have a space anyway so for me was that that was good and the whole space thing i mean it's super bad that it's super hard to find spaces to do the parties the queer underground parties there but at the same time it's good because you take time uh, by yourself to think and process things better when it happens it happens people really go for it because they've waited already a long time. So yeah, everybody was kept asking me all the time. So it was that point when I also said, okay, you should, you should do another one, but how do you involve it and how do you do it better? And so this, this is basically when I start, like after a few months, uh, after all those thoughts, I start searching for a new space because they all, like the, the first space was only for a month. And of course, after that party was so massive. Uh, so we had so many troubles.
how long did you wait before you did the second party? It was probably half a year or maybe more. Searching for venues, it was really hard to find one. And I was trying to find, I was literally going through newspapers and rentals and all these kind of things to find old but like stable, like good buildings that I can, that are not like in a neighborhood with many people to just rent them for one night. So what I was doing basically is going, speaking with a buyer, like the, the owners and be like, yeah, I'm uh, helping in the production of a movie and we want to shoot something during the night. Uh, so we need uh, three days only this place uh, so i was telling three days also for them to not be super suspicious about it so uh, it didn't work <laughs> i basically remember i went in so, with I, i've talked with so many people but it didn't work it didn't work because it it, it you could tell it was a lie <laughs> first of all and second of all i was 21 like who could even trust me and i was like yeah, i can give you cast like we can do it like that but no bank transfer or anything so it was super sketchy for them i get it well, it didn't work. And then it was a moment when I moved to a new neighborhood and there was this building uh, really close to my house. So a friend of mine invited me to go there in a workshop they were doing or something. I don't remember. And I just passed by and saw the building from outside, the facade, facade of the building, and it looked incredible. So then I walked inside and I figured out it was a community uh uh, building a uh, house project uh, with many people with a plenum like every week like they discuss about everything and they take decisions uh, all together about what is happening in the building and why blah blah so this the build first of all I fell in love with the building it's like one of the most beautiful buildings in Athens to be honest and it's just an amazing space it's super big it's uh, two floors so the down floor is quite industrial and the up floor is it's uh, like a luxury house or whatever but like an old one like super athenian retro house uh neoclassical i don't know how to express it, to say that so the first was that i fell in love with the building and then the second one is that actually there were a few the people who run the project there were super interesting in what I was doing. So it was the first time actually that I was like, yeah, you know what? I was also super frustrated from all the previous like trials. So I was like, you know what? I'm doing this party. Uh, I did only once actually, but I feel like I should do another one. And basically it's like a sex positive party for people to just have fun. And if they want to be naked, they can be naked and listen to electronic music and dance and blah, blah, blah. And then it was that girl that just looked at me and she was like, yeah, we should definitely do that. It was actually quite nice to the first time I actually said the true story to receive that answer, to be like, wow, let's go for it. They also felt the need to have something more queer happening, like something queer oriented in the building and give the space for that reason. So yeah, I was really, really lucky to meet those people. And this is uh, where Curie Claim actually happened uh became the like the let's say the it, it, it's the biggest queer party in athens but that was the moment when everybody gagged because they got inside the building at the second event and they just they were just like what it, what happened what is that how did that happen like from an underground thing suddenly you're going to this place which is not a club which is perfect but at the same time it's a really huge building with 
so many rooms, uh, so many balconies. Like it was just a, pla- a, a perfect place. Doing uh, one every five or six months because the thing is that the neighborhood was super super rough. Like the, everything was perfect about the place. Uh, everything was perfect about the team that was running the building. And the more also I got, I was doing the parties, I was also getting into the team and I was helping with uh, like lots of stuff, uh, collective stuff there uh, that wasn't like, uh, that didn't have to do with the party. And basically the neighborhood is like a really um, old uh, Athenian neighborhood in, in the center of the city. But the problem is that it's full of drug mafias and full of brothels. So it's a really, really rough neighborhood. Like even if something happens and you call the police, they probably won't come because they know that every day is like many things are happening there and they don't fucking care. So that was one of the main problems. We started doing the party. uh, uh, I, I started doing the party there. And the thing is that I was doing the door because I knew that it's going to be super hard for anyone else to do the door. First of all, to judge uh, who should be in and who should not come in. And secondly, to have the responsibility of what was was happening at the door. So basically every time, like most of the times there were people coming and I was like, no, you cannot come in. I'm sorry. It's like a um, really special night for specific people, blah, blah, blah. Most of those, like, men i i don't think i ever had any problem with a woman to be honest at the door but it was like cis straight men just uh, arguing and screaming in my face and being super aggressive i got hit twice uh, like physical fights there was that one time that they were like yeah we're gonna burn this car now and we're gonna break the window and we're gonna put it on fire so the police comes and find out that you're doing an illegal rape full of drugs and full of like perverts inside so basically they did it they didn't light up the car, but they br- broke the windows of the car that was in front of the door. And uh, so the car started like uh, the alarm of the car started like ringing and it was like a mess situation. So at the same, at the same time, we were lucky that the police never came, but it was really, really rough to deal with all these things. And I remember also like the ambience inside the place was like super perfect. The environment, everybody was having a great time, but in all of those like three or four parties, I never ever had, had the time to just get come, go in and take a drink and enjoy the music or enjoy the party because it was so intense at the door. So after three or four events, everybody was like super, super happy with the space and everything, but the situation got like super wild. And I also felt like super tired of trying to balance the neighborhood thing with doing a party there. And also had all these thoughts in my mind that it's a really rough neighborhood. And suddenly you're going in a really rough neighborhood, doing a party uh, with loud music and deciding who can come in and who cannot, which I get it, it's totally fine. But also, like, in many people's eyes can be uh, a gentrification thing. Like, for people that they don't know me or they don't know the party, they just see, like, a queer party happening there. So they're feeling like, oh, this is like a gentrification thing, for example. And I was also feeling that I don't want to be the kind of person that just uh, turning a a project house into a a club and gentrify the whole area, you know?
it was super important to bring all those people inside this building also to like the building is also run by many Syrian refugees uh, uh, from Iran and from many other countries. So it was really interesting to see this mixture of people inside and all this worked. It was just beautiful and amazing. So you really brought life to this building. It was already in life, but I just brought a nightlife, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And we still keep the connection. We found a way to still keep the connection. What we do is we do the parties now in a club. I'm going to tell you more about it in a second. Uh, but the after parties, we're doing it there because it's during daytime. And during daytime, everything is much, much safer. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a really hard decision. When the, when that party happened and all these like weird incidents at the door happened, uh, I took the decision that maybe I should stop doing the party. Like, it's too much. Uh, like, also, everybody had an opinion about it. Uh, most of the people positive, but there were many people having a negative opinion because, for example, they didn't get in or whatever. So I had to deal also with lots of hate. Uh, like on Facebook or other social media or in le re like real life also. I remember I was walking once and there was a, a girl screaming on me like, oh, you were the one who didn't let me in at that party, you fucking uh, whatever. Like she was just screaming. And I was like, okay, this is weird. And so basically I was thinking to stop the party and not continue that but everybody again kept asking me when is the next one when is the next one when is the next one I was super tired I've never really enjoyed the party to be honest like for me it was like I was trying so hard and I was working so hard and I was preparing every event for like uh, uh, one and a month ago like non-stop working it was also an event that it, it wasn't like I'm making money. I've, I've never made money actually out of this. It was mostly uh, a huge event, but it wasn't le like a money-making event. It was free entrance because we wanted to keep it accessible for LGBTQ people. And then when the budget got super crazy at some point, we put an entrance fee of three euros, which is nothing. Yeah, but also it's a city that is struggling with economic crisis. So the first people that are going to feel that is definitely trans people and then the rest of the LGBTQ spectrum. So it's like you cannot charge a lot. Even like a beer was two euros and the drink was like three or four, I think. It was something like that. It was Everything was super accessible and cheap. So for me, it was like super... I was super tired of like working uh, mostly alone for that and... Uh, having to deal with all these door problems. So it took me a year to do the event after the last event at Communities, the building I was talking about. Uh, so it was a year of just thinking what I should do. And actually the first five, six months it was the same. Like I also need lots of time to process things. So for five, six months I was thinking how I should evolve this and how I should make it more stable and more secure for me, for the people, for everybody, and for my mental health also, I guess. And because I knew it's important to the party to keep to keep going in the city. And after five, six months, I was like, okay, yeah, you need to keep going. Like you need to find a new space, which is like in a neighbor, better neighborhood, maybe uh, like not that dangerous. I mean, I don't mean fancy, fancy neighborhood, but like not that dangerous. And then I was searching again and again and again and again. And it took me uh, five months 
I didn't had any, I didn't found anything. Uh, so it was almost a year uh, since the last uh, uh, Curie claim event and everybody was waiting for it. So then I was like, okay, you know what? I think I should go to a club. Like all the clubs want me, like they were keep asking me to go to bring the, the party night there because they knew it's going to be like super good and they're going to have like many people. And I was like, maybe I should go to a club in my own terms and change it but maybe i should work in that context now because it, there is no other way of doing it at the moment i've talked with uh, a person and i knew uh, i know who's a manager of probably the biggest club in uh, athens at the moment and i told him that you know what i'm thinking to bring your claim to your club and he just looked at me really, really uh, excited. He was like, are you kidding me? Is this for real? And I was like, yeah, this is for real. Like, I think I'm, I'm going to go to a club. Like, there is no other way, the way I see it now. So then we had, like, a huge discussion around it. And I told him that I know that I, there is no darkroom culture in the clubs in Athens. And there is no... Um, uh, like uh, freedom of expression culture in Athens in the clubs, uh, but we need to do that. And in the beginning, he was like, "No, yeah." He was like, "No, this is not possible. You know, this is not how it works." Blah blah blah. And truly, there is no club with darkroom, for example, or anything like that. I was like, "You know what? Do you want the event or not? That's it. We're gonna have dark rooms. We're gonna have people being naked and maybe even fucking in front of the DJ if they want to. And we're gonna have like, uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna have my own people at the door and not yours, for example. And yeah, so it took it took us a while to get to the point that he agreed <laughs> in everything. Yeah, so." I was super happy. And also, I, I think I, I, I actually did something super smart. I told him, you know what? I think the event uh, should be at the Day of Pride. So I was playing this thing because he knew it's going to be super busy because of the Day of Pride. And then if you just do the event on the same day, it's going to be like a success. So I was like, if you want the event, let me know. It has to happen this way. If you don't want the event, it's fine. <laughs> so, Yeah. Wait, was this last year or a few years ago? That was fourth uh, of June, two thousand nineteen. Yes, like a few months ago, basically, yeah. So it happened. It happened during uh, at the uh, uh, yeah Pride Day, and we had our own people at the door, and we had a dark room, and we had a porn cinema, you know, it was exactly the way I wanted it. Uh, for me, I, I started realizing that, okay, you need to do as much as possible to be good in this context. So the fact that we managed to have all these things inside a club for the very first time was super important. Then also, like, the fact that we had, like, a really great sound system, for example, and the door was working fine without problems. It was the first time that we had an event without physical fights. We had, of course, fights like, uh, you know, like, come on, you judge me, yeah, verbal, but like not physical. Uh, I, I get that it lost the vibe of this like super uh, liberate radical feeling that you can have in a place that is not a club, an established uh, club, for example, or a club night. You know what I mean? Uh, 
we always had to like find out ways to create things with like 50 euros budget or just use the material that we have in front of us or inside the building or you know things like that Να 
μπορούσες να μπεις Στο ηλεκτρόνιο της Σε τροχιά Γύρω από το νέο της πυρήνα Ψιθύρισε το όνομα της Ειρήνα How do you, um, I guess now that you're in a club, it's probably a bit different, but like communicating things like drug policy or drug safety or harm reduction, things like that. Like, do you include that in your literature? Yeah, definitely. I'm actually, we're planning to do some kind of, uh, also like outside the party, like some kind of, uh, discussions and talks and workshops around those issues, because I think it's more important. And if you have the ability to do those It's good to do, to do that. Uh, but also during the party, uh, there are always like awareness team. There is all, there are always like um, LGBTQ people working um, from the team that they are here. They're there walking around and be aware of everything that happens and trying to help people if something happens and contact the doctor or whatever needs. Uh, which at least we haven't, it's, it wasn't necessary yet. And I hope it's not going to be, but you know, we're trying to have all like, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, also we, for example, at the door, we don't search the bags. And this is something we decide we don't search the bags. And it can be like in most of the people, if they hear that they're going to be like, what, how is it possible? Like, you're not going to check the person who got like comes inside the club. But we don't check the pe the people who comes inside the club or what they carry on. This is like personal responsibility, and we're really happy that it's working. We never had a problem. Uh, I just don't feel right to go to another country that I don't know anything, and just do an event and just brand my name basically, which is also something that I hate. Like we don't have Instagram and. We have a Facebook page because we have to for the Facebook events, nothing else. And it's like, I don't know, it's kind of a brand logic like, oh yeah, let's uh, spread the name everywhere, all over Europe, all over the world. But like the thing is that I created this event for Athens and it's really specific. Like, I don't know if this event means anything. For example, if I go this event in Berlin or if I go this event, in, I don't know, in Ukraine or another country, you know what I mean? Instead of doing showcases, uh, invite the crew and do some talks or uh, create something completely different than just uh, occupying a stage and whatever. Like, this is not that important at the end of the day. It's not about the party uh, only. It's like more than the party. And for example, for me, whole festival is definitely doing that in many ways. It's not about the teachers at the end. It's about how you're going to create the perfect environment for those people and how it's not going to be just another night with great music, but it's going to be like a fucking psychotherapy for the people who attend the event. And they're going to just leave the place and go home and be like, that was something.
Fermo de chão. 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 Fermo